Hey, everybody. Welcome to Inside Situation, a bi-weekly podcast where we share with you some of the conversations we're having inside the agency. I'm Peter Ujicic, Head of Technology at Situation. And this week, I am joined by Jordan Person, our Head of New Business. Hello, Jordan. Hey, Peter. And we have a special returning guest to the podcast, uh, Maria Martinez, the VP of Operations and Finance. Hello, Maria. Hi, Peter. Welcome back to Inside Situation. Thank you. So glad that you are here today. Um, so we we recently did an event, as we are wont to do, uh, at the Rubin Museum that was called the Relationship Exponent. Uh, and for those of you who were able to attend the event, the podcast today is going to, uh, hopefully going to be a little bit of a supplement, uh, much like the magazine that we released, to, to kind of delve a little bit deeper into the topics that we talked about. And the reason I, I wanted uh, Maria and, and Jordan to be a part of this conversation is that we we want to talk about the kinds of relationships that we have at the agency. Uh, we, we talked a lot about business-to-business relationships at the event, uh, and I couldn't think of two better representatives uh, to kind of explore the concept of the importance of relationships. Damien had an equation uh, as part of the event that says brand one plus brand two equals relationship, and the relationship is more than the sum of its parts. And Maria, you have been with the agency for a long time and helped to negotiate a lot of the relationships we have with other businesses, other partners in a lot of capacities. And Jordan, as a, you know, the head of the new business team, you are there at sometimes the inception of those new relationships, the, the very beginnings of what, what could hopefully be a multi-year relationship with a wonderful client. So I thought you guys would have some, some thoughts and some insight about this topic and about why, uh, why we take it very seriously and, and why it's not always the easiest thing to do. Like any personal relationship, it's, it takes work, it takes commitment, it takes nurturing, right? Um, so, so just let's jump, let's jump right in. What, Maria, let's start, let's start with you. What are some of the longest relationships that we've had at the agency? And you don't have to name names if you don't want to, but, you know, just what are the the bedrock relationships that have been around for a while and how would you define a, a good one? How do you know if they're they're working? Um, let's see. Gosh, that's a hard question. Uh, we had we had real estate brokers for about five or six years. That was probably one of my longest. We actually did switch for this go round. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I, I met them the day I started working here. Um, <laughs> so that was a, you know, I didn't know what I was doing and uh, he was also relatively new. We kind of grew and learned together um, and that lasted five or six years and it was a great learning experience. Um, I'd say that was one of the longest ones. Yeah, if you can survive a relationship with a, a real estate broker in New York City, I think you can literally do it anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I that was a, quite a learning experience. I mean, sure. I, I even you know to stay on that sort of that topic, um, longest relationship is probably our last seven year lease. Now I had multiple landlords, but that's a huge relationship from my perspective and point of view, and a really challenging one, um, and not one that we necessarily knew how to navigate. Mm-hmm. It was a good uh, learning experience for this current. Um, leasing experience, our new landlords, our new brokers, understanding how we um, how we make the best possible relationship, knowing we're going to be here for quite some time, knowing you need them on your side, really working for your best interest, which can be hard um, right. in New York City. Um, I'm trying to think of well, other... like like everyone who who rents an apartment or whoever has these, there's always things that you learn, you know, that and that you take on to the next relationship right. because you you know most of us have more than one landlord right. in our life. So it's like, you know what? I'm not going to get busted by that one again. Right. Or I'm never going to expect to get my security deposit back because X, Y, Z. Yeah. And I, I'd say, you know, we've had, 
we definitely have a lot of five, six year relationships, some that have actually spanned my eight, nine, 10 years. Um, others that have changed, not because we broke up, so to speak, but just because they've retired or moved on. And, and I've been really fortunate on the vendor side to have that. Um, and I would say the thing that I, I knew kind of coming into this company and it's continued to evolve is just, you want to be the, the company they like, you know, we are always friendly. We always try to go out of our way on the operations side to make sure we're getting what we need as the client. Um, so, you know, it's a reverse relationship for this agency, but, um, that we are the people they want to call back, that, that they like working with us, that we're respectful, that we understand their point of view. And I think that's gotten us um, a very long way uh, that, that we might not have gotten otherwise. They, they always pick our phone call up, and I appreciate that, um, and I try to make that known. Well, that I, I think you've just highlighted something. I, I've, in previous roles in my own life, I've been part of an operations team, and I've seen I think your philosophy, what you've identified is so smart. Uh, Damien, you know, has a saying, you want to be the kind of person or company that people want in the room. Uh, when the moment people don't want you in the room or don't pick up your phone call, you know, you know, something's not right for whatever reason. And and I think, uh, yeah, you, you get more flies with, with honey than you do with vinegar. But I've, I've seen the opposite approach. And I've, you know, some people I think, Oh, you got to be tough on vendors. You got to, even if they're doing a good job, you got to call them up and bitch them out about something, you know, keep them on their toes. And I just so fundamentally have found that you can't be afraid to do that, but I've so fundamentally found that if that's your general principle and you just keep everybody in a state of panic, uh, they don't want to work with you. No, it's, it's just about respect. I mean, and I think for me, that's just the relationship game across the board because we are negotiating with clients, with, you know, even internal teams, with, you know, new structures and, um, you know, pricing structures, models, all those kinds of things. All, it just comes down to respect. If you approach it and that you understand what they're trying to bring to the table and hear that and then come back with what you may need that may be different, you at least get further. It doesn't mean it's successful. It doesn't mean it's going to work out, but it does mean you walk away and everybody feels like they were treated well. And and I think that when you find someone that you know is good, you should really go out of your way to make sure that you are, you are taking care of that relationship. Has it ever happened to you where you've had to go to bat uh, to the boss for a relationship that you knew to be good, although maybe they screwed something up and the temptation was fire them? Has that ever happened where you kind of said, no, no, we should give them another chance. They screwed up, but this is how they made it right. Or this is, you know. Um, I mean, I think I'd say we're lucky enough. I haven't actually had that. If we have to end a relationship or we change relationships, there's usually, it's not a mistake. It's been just sort of our needs have changed. Yeah. That's been our biggest, like, that's actually a challenge for me is when we started at 10 and I started building a lot of these relationships when we were 10 people and now we're, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a time when you grow out of some of these vendor um, relationships and it's acknowledging that and finding the proper way to sort of exit it. Um, mm-hmm. had that happened on several occasions and I do call it a breakup. Like it's stressful yeah. for me it, because you become personally involved. You know, you're picking up the phone of the same person, having great conversation. And when you have to call and say, I need to pull my business, um, that's a struggle. Yeah. So I, I actually would say Damien and I are often on the same page where we're like, oh, I don't, I, that's not what we want to do. We want to, we appreciate our vendors and relationships so much because they've often been over backwards to help us when we really needed to grow. Right. Um, so I think that's the the challenge. And I, I guess I'm lucky enough that we haven't been in that much of a position. Our vendors tend to be really good at what they do. Um, I, I don't know if we've lucked out. We've just chosen well, but um, there's an art to it. I think there's an art to you, you know, you've got to get a, you have to have a barometer. 
you know, I get call, cold calls all the time from technology partnerships. And you, you know, I can think of the ones that really stick out because they took the time to know what we do. Mm-hmm. It's one of the questions I always ask. If I get a cold call that I happen to pick up, did you go to our website? Do you know what we do? Right. If you do, and I can think of a recruiter. I get so many recruiter, you know, headhunters trying to place positions. Um, but there was one that really stood out about a month or two ago. And it was kind of the best approach that I've ever seen. It's like, not trying to bug you. I saw what you do. Here are the clients that I actually think my candidate would be a great fit for. So it was just, it's 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 so simple. Yeah. You'd think everyone would do it, but no. they don't. And, you know, I mean, I was, I'm like, do I, would I like to have a lot of conversations with the person? Do I want to sit in my office with this person? And for how long? Because that's really a good, the way that we work here, it's, it's Damien's philosophy is like people work with us sometimes because they like us. Yeah. You know, we are good. We're a good vibe. We're good energy. We're excited. I think that same way about our vendors. Do we want to work with them? And, and in our recent, you know, office move, and we, we had to hire a good amount of people for a lot of components. That was part of what our decision was based on. Yeah. Can we have a call? Can we, do we feel comfortable? Can we laugh? Can, uh, because it's essential. <laughs> These are not always easy conversations or easy situations to be in, but right. if you at least have that base level personal comfort, you're probably going to be okay. And moving and construction are two of the biggest stressors that you can experience. <laughs> so you know there's going to be some. There's going to be a hard time. There's right. going to be a crisis moment. Do you want to be in crisis yeah. with these people? Right. And how right are they now? going to approach it when you do have to have the tough conversation? Because right. it's going. It's going to happen, and vice versa. They're going to have to have it with you. I mean, again, it's just as much them coming to us and feeling like they want to be part of our team as it is me wanting them a part of our team. Yeah. So Jordan, I, I want to kind of segue in, onto a bit of that topic, you know, as we have grown as an agency, we have changed the size of clients that we go after. And we have some relationships that kind of go back to the very early days. And, you know, we have some people in the world that think of, that think they know what we did do, or maybe they have a version of what we used to do long ago, but, but coming to us today as an agency and the kinds of business that we're going after, the kinds of clients that we're we're, we're serving today and the services that we provide has changed over time. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the, the idea of, of what is a good fit relationship wise? And if someone comes to us and how, how do you kind of make sure that they know what, you know, that we're matching strengths with what their need is? Yeah, well, I would say, you know, identifying the need is oftentimes the hardest part of my job, because when when it is kind of an, an whether it's an inbound lead or an outbound lead, whether it's someone who's coming to us because they, they they've heard of us and, and they think that we might be a good fit or whether it's someone that we're going after because we think we'd be a great fit for them. Uh, identifying like what is the in and what's the best way to start the relationship is, is can sometimes be a real challenge because sometimes it, the best way to start a relationship is not necessarily let's jump right in and we want to do be, you know, provide kind of full service capabilities across the board. Sometimes the, the better move is, is let's put our, you know, let's, let's, you know, we're always putting our best foot forward, but like, let's really nail down something very specific, a specific need that we can serve maybe in the short term that really shows value that ultimately is in the long term going to better serve us 
as we kind of continue to kind of grow and build the relationship. And I imagine that, that you know, the clientele we primarily serve is, is conducive to that because whether it's a, a TV show, a new TV show that's going to go for a season or a sporting event or, or a show, a, li- a Broadway show, they're, they're usually self-contained. So it can be, let's start by doing this for this project corporation or producer or whoever you are and then if if things go well maybe we can the next one of the things that you do we can kind of look at expanding that relationship and maybe adding some more of our layers from our full service you know menu yeah and i would say you know a good amount of the growth that we've had particularly over the last 12 to 18 months and like looking at the tv business in particular a lot of that growth is really comes down to that idea that you know Peter, you've mentioned, Damien always mentions, you know, they want us at the table. So it almost becomes the, the when that first project is complete and the, and the call comes on, hey, you know, we want to work with you guys again. Oftentimes, you know, the, that, that second call is com- from a capabilities perspective may not even be related to what we did the first time, but it kind of comes down to like, hey, we love working with you guys. Do you guys do this? Yeah. Almost like, hey, how can we get them in the room? You know, and it's like, and, and that becomes, you know, uh, exciting for us twofold. A, because it's always exciting to figure out, you know, how can we kind of expand our services? But beyond that, it's also just a great representation of being a digital agency because the reality of a lot of the evolution that we've had as an agency just comes down to the evolution of the landscape. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not even necessarily that the agency's changed, but it's that the landscape's changed and therefore we have to evolve. Yeah. You know, that there's there's just an element of of, you know, Whoever you are in this space, there, there's a nature of always trying to keep up with, with everything that's changing. And how can you make sure that from a business perspective, we're structured in such a way where we can continue to solve clients' needs, but at the same time, make some money? You know, it's like right. trying to just play that balance of, of making sure that the, the, the relationships that we're structuring, the deals that we're structuring, which are all from the seed of ultimately what's the need that we're trying to solve um, are, are structured in such a way that it's a win-win. And, and one of the things that I like about how we handle that is if if it truly is something that we don't do or that we're not a good fit for, we will be very transparent about it and or we'll try to help them find somebody who does. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're, again, we, because I think we value personal relationships, if it's just, you know, we're too big for what you need right now, or that's not something that we do, you know, in addition to making us think, hmm, should we be doing that? And should we be evolving to to include that? Or if it's just like, no, that's not really what we do. But you know what? We know five people that do it great. Right. And here we'll, we'll help connect you. And a lot of times, you know, when they come back to when they, if they have a good experience like that, and then we are a good fit, we're the first ones that they'll call. So I think yeah. you never just want to... Uh, especially if it's, if it's good people that you like, you really like what they're doing, you want to help them. You wanna yeah, help. but I will say the flip side of this, and I think, again, this goes back to the landscape, that there have been a handful of opportunities, and I won't name names or projects, you know, where we do get the call and we're like, we've not done that. Mm-hmm. But we think we could do a kick-ass job. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And so we're going to put our heads together and like, yeah, maybe freak out a little bit, you know, in an excited way that like, oh, this is happening, you know, but we're going to figure out how to do it and we're going to learn and and we're going to make mistakes that first time. Right. Um, but, but like you said, we're going to be transparent. We're going to be communicative, uh, both internally and externally, and we're going to figure out how to do it better next time. Well, you know? and I think that happens a lot with industries that we have expanded into because – 
uh, and a lot of sometimes clients may come to us because we don't. They are looking to find somebody with that has energy and expertise with live brands, with experiential mm-hmm. that, you know, maybe they are a different vertical than we typically work with. But they're like, no, no, we want the energy of what you guys we we see our brand as storytellers mm-hmm. or as, as this, that or the other. And so th- they really are looking to us for our expertise. Maybe we haven't worked with them specifically or then we always use the selling toothpaste example. But if there's a story behind that toothpaste, we will get excited about it. Well, and I think the reality is no matter the industry and no matter who you are in this agency, you want to work with someone who values the way that you think. Mm-hmm. So so to me, I think the relationships that we have, at least on the on from, on a client side, are most successful when people value our thinking. You know, anyone who comes to us, even if they fit squarely in the wheelhouse of, of what it is that we do today, you know, if, if, if they feel like they're just looking for like a, a, a vendor to come in and right. like execute X, Y, Z, we probably won't be a good fit because I don't think we yeah. really work that way. I think we work best when it really is truly a collaboration and trying to figure out kind of creative solutions to, um, you know, these these kind of, uh, I'll say, global problems in the sense that most people have them. So so I, that is the one thing that I will say is that I do think that it's it's it's. It's more, it's the value of, of our thinking that I think is usually the building block of a great relationship. I agree. I, I mean, I touched on this in, in the, the part of the, pre- the event that we just did in, in my, in talking about marketing technology partners, there are more tools out there that people can just go and, and spin up themselves, whether it's MailChimp or Amazon Web Services or whatever. Uh, but the, there are risks involved. If you go it alone, uh, the quote that I mentioned at the end of the piece is, if you want to go fast, you go alone. If you want to go far, you go together. You have a team. And I really think that's true. It's all wonderful until something goes wrong, and then you're the only one at the end of that branch all by yourself, and the branch breaks. Uh, but if you, you know, I think if you have a team of like-minded people that think like you do, and quite honestly, will help you out. When, when I, I think that's really vital uh, in, in looking at partnerships. And I should mention, uh, if, if you, for our listeners who haven't, um, didn't have a chance to come to the event, if you want to see uh, one of the talks, uh, you can go to sitch.co slash relate, uh, and you can see a bit of what we uh, talked about in terms of how we choose partnerships for, for marketing technology. And we'll have the rest of the sessions up uh, soon, and we'll tell you about them on another podcast. Um, so, Maria, I want to... Uh, one of the things that Damien actually said at this recent event that we had was that a lot of the relationships we have in as, as an agency were based on a handshake and based on that understanding and wanting to be in the room together and thinking alike. Um, but that, I imagine, can be dangerous. <laughs> uh, can you talk a little bit about how we balance that that trust and that goodwill with making sure that you know the bottom line is covered. This is where you name names. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We can bleep them out. You can name them now. And we can bleep them later. That's. I'm reminded possible. actually of when Damien wrote a Huffington Post article like a year or so ago that I think was called. It was someone about. It was basically the title was. Oh gosh, I'm not going to remember, but it was like that one person and it was all about, um, you know, kind of 
that one asshole that we all know and work <laughs> with who screws you and you know it from the beginning. And I remember he got so many emails from people after that being like, who is it? Who is it? <laughs> yes. There will be none of that. Um, but I will say, uh, my dad used to say it was always the 5%, right? That, that makes a change that makes you have to do something you don't want to do. Um, I think there's probably something in that. That's been, you know, I've been here almost 10 years and our growth path has really been from that handshake. That's, you know, really how sort of Damien brought us on too, to be honest with you, if I remember my hiring process, um, is we operate like that because the industry sort of operates that. I mean, it's such, um, you know, everybody knows everybody and, and you've built that trust and camaraderie. And so there's a real advantage to that. You really kind of know what the relationship's going to look like, even though, you know, the terms are going to be different. Everybody's got a kind of a lot of flexible moving parts there. So, I mean, that's the advantage in that sort of hand check mentality. And I would say we haven't gotten away from that. You just learn and grow over time because there's always something that makes you um, have to, I right. guess. Um, and that, that can be economic change. That can just be business growth and you need to protect more people. You know, the, there's many factors I think that come with that. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the balance is that we we make accommodations um, when when needed with the same type of people. So, you know, again, if I've worked with someone three, four times, I kind of know what I need to put in front of them, um, how that contract might go, um, we, you know, from a right. base term standpoint. Um, and, and we try to honor that. We try to maintain that because we know on their end how they operate. Um, but... You know, I'd say almost every client has a contract now. There's there's base contract. It's just business right. practice has changed, I think. Not only on our end, though. I mean, I think the good the thing is that we've all kind of grown up together in, in some, some way, almost forcibly, I guess. So everybody wants that contract. Everybody wants to understand what your obligations are and what my obligations are, what you're delivering. And um, I feel I've probably gotten away from it. But... I think you still have the spirit. We talk about the spirit of the agreement a lot, and and I don't think that has gone away. And mm. I think that is what the balance is, is that we can still get on the phone and we can still say, we get what you're saying to us. It may not follow the letter that we've put into a contract, but the spirit of how we came into business together, we're going to honor that. So we're going to veer off here because it's for the best for the client or for us or the product or whatever. We, you know, I, I don't. I don't think we lose sight of that um, in almost every case because that's how we're still in business. That's why we, you know, again, if you value our thinking, then we probably we're the right fit. So we understand where you're also heading. Like right. We've been in this together. It's collaborative, not only internally, but externally. Have you ever been in this situation? And that I that's really well said. Uh, by the way, I, I think that have you ever been in, so the people that are making the handshakes, whether it's Damien and, you know, president of XYZ Corporation, they're not necessarily the ones who will ever look in detail at the contract. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had to kind of go back and say, hey, this was the spirit of the arrangement as I understand it. But then going through the fine details, uh, this doesn't seem to be in the spirit of the arrangement. Have you ever had to kind of, I'm sure that's what, that's why the red lines exist in negotiations and back yeah. and forth. But uh, have you, has there ever been an example where the, the contract has been so far removed from the spirit that it was like, we really have to do a major reality check on what it is that we're supposed to be doing here? Um, yeah. And I, I think uh, mostly because the, the spirit isn't super detailed. So no. that's often <laughs> the case where we might be backtracking into the actual scope that is required or needed. And, and it is because it's like, no, we definitely want to work together. And that's sort of the handshake um, that occurs. 
um, which is great and exciting. And it has given us, you know, a platform to, to get into a lot of different things. But then when it really comes down to it and figuring out who's working on it and what service set are we actually utilizing, that's when the, the details start to come to light. Um, I've never, I mean, we've been really fortunate and it's never caused an issue. It's just taken a little bit longer. Um, and both mostly so that we make sure that we're doing what we promised or what the basis, you know, of the spirit was. Right. Um, and, and that's where contracts become super important. I mean, if you just continued going on in that um, handshake mode, nobody's going to win in right. that case because you didn't hammer out and everybody has expectations. And I, I'm very big on expectation management. So I want to make sure that we are providing the best, highest level of service for anybody who comes, you know, in, into our team. We could only do that if we actually know what we're meant to be delivering right. um, and what they need from us. So, Well, that's interesting because I think you don't necessarily have direct access on a daily basis to be able to judge, are we providing mm -hmm. the best service that the contract that was in the spirit of what we agreed to? So how do you how do you keep a keep tabs or monitor? You know, did 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 we deliver? Did our seventy person seventy plus person agency? You know that after the contract phase and and Jordan, I'd be very interested to hear your thoughts on this as well. You know, you're you're very much involved with a lot of projects, and some you're involved the whole way through, but a lot of them you're just involved in the setup and yeah. the upfront. How do you guys both uh, make sure that we are delivering the quality of the product that we uh, said we were going to? I mean, I've relied, and always, you know, we've had changing, you know, people maybe, but I've relied very heavily on um, client services. Uh, often, we're negotiating a contract together, so there's. There's enough of that relationship. We're always having a conversation. Um, certain um, certain people on the other side of the client, you know, I know them well enough that that they feel comfortable and they will they, they may come back and say, "This is a challenge we've run into. Can we clarify this? Can we move this forward?" And those are the conversations I want to be, uh, you know, I want to have, I want to hear because again, I don't want confusion mm -hmm. on someone else's end. Um, but a lot of times, it's just hearing from senior management here um, on those other departments, media, creative, client services, because they they may not even know that they're giving you kind of feedback on it. But when you hear someone was confused, or like the word confused always is a trigger for me. Okay, we didn't do something right, you know, or or there's something we need to be doing better. Um, or um, client has a lot of questions, you know. You. We're such a small agency. We're so collaborative. I guess there's almost no way to avoid knowing right. it to some degree. You hear it through the grapevine. You do hear it through the grapevine, but usually in a good way. Like it's usually targeted and saying, oh, we know we need to come back because we either have a lot of times the team will come back and say, how is the contract structured? I know there's a flag there. That means that there's a question that's come up. Maybe not bad, but there's right. a question that's come up. Um, that's a really good indicator. We're going back to the contract. We got it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's and they're looking for the spirit of how the agreement was made because they often weren't a part of that process. Mm -hmm. So we, this is still how that collaboration, I think, really benefits us. Um, we're all really close-knit and, and uh, in the same space. So it's easy to have those, those moments. Um, I don't know what happens when we're 150 people, but mm -hmm. that has gotten us up to 70 for me. Um, and also, again, a lot of the businesses return business. So they're going to – they still come back to us because they – have had 90, whatever, 8% great experience, they often will tell you like, this is something that happened. Or, you know, you get that moment when you're doing the next client right. or your next show or, or they, whatever contract. Or they make sure they're adding another paragraph to the right. contract so that it goes a different way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that kind of yeah. answers the question, but the, no, I rely heavily on the rest of the agency at that point. 
Yeah, Jordan, what would you is that is the grapevine the same method you use or? Yeah, well, so, and sometimes it's it, it's often it can be you know depending on the client and depending well de- I mean just in general depending on how long kind of the the new business process has been how long it's kind of the the conversion has taken to take them kind of from prospect to client it can sometimes feel like putting like putting a baby up for adoption or something You're like. <laughs> okay, you know, here she is. She likes this, this, and this, like, take good care of her. You know, there, there is a sense of, of, of kind of, um, you know, of, of like, it can be challenging in that way. Cause it is, it's like, you're trusting in, some, another team with yeah. something you've worked really hard on. Well, and in, in addition, it's also about like, it's like retraining the relationship. Cause right. for so long it's been training the relationship, like, Hey, i like, like I'm your relationship person, like come to me, come to me, you know? And so then it becomes about like, really understanding how to pivot that to where I don't just represent Jordan, but I represent the, the wider community. So they're, so then when, when they are kind of building that relationship with kind of their new contact here, it becomes really much about like, Oh, this feels so familiar. Everyone here is great. You know, like there's a sense right. of like, right. of, of familiarity. Exactly. Exactly. So that can, I mean, that, that's one of the hardest things, but, but oftentimes it's it's exactly that it's hearing through the grapevine like something's not going well i mean so i mean you know at a point now or sometimes the client will call me directly and say you know like hey something's not working you know mm-hmm. or um uh you know the, the last thing i ever want anyone to feel like is like i sold them a bag of goods or right. something you know so we're all obviously very invested in making sure that there is clarity and that that on on kind of both sides both our side and the client side because it is a two-way street that everything is is moving the way uh, it is moving to, you know aligned with the spirit of that relationship that we we um, tried to put together. Yeah, I, I think one of the things I always try to say if I sense a relationship may be going south, if I'm not working on it day to day, I just always make sure that the stakeholders know I'm reachable. You know, if if I'm in the room and this part of the new business pitch or I'm there for a certain part of the project and they ever I don't you know, because I've been on the other side of this. I don't ever want to feel like, oh, why can't I talk to that person again? They were so good and this is not as good. You know, it's always you know, you don't want to swoop in and micromanage it, but you always want to say you we always have your ear and we are so we are so small that it's you're never going to be stuck with something that you if it's not working, we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Maria, you talked a little bit about the, uh, you know, kind of having to make that call when we're breaking up with with the relationship, sometimes just because it's time. Jordan, you don't necessarily have to deal with that so much at the end of a relationship. Although I think sometimes, you know, if a prospect is we if we talk to them for a long time and we're trying to find the right fit project, they may come back time and time again. Have you ever had an experience where we we've been we've wanted to work with somebody and we've tried a couple of things, but it just we've never kind of felt the right vibe. Yeah, definitely. You know, there, there's, you know, just, there just, a, there is a continuum of being a good fit, you know, <laughs> for the agency. So just as there are people who are like slam dunks for what we do, there are people who live on the opposite side of that spectrum for, for a variety of reasons. Right. It may just not be a good fit. It could be, you know, I mean, and I would say for the most part is probably that they probably fall into those buckets of, you know, uh, I would say in general, it probably is they fall into the bucket of we just don't connect with them on values. Mm. And that's not a judgmental thing at all. It's truly just like it's 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 just is what it is. Yeah. Those values could be anything, you know, and yeah. and so that it, it can be a, a hard conversation sometimes. But the reality is we also have quite a few ways to stay connected to the wider situation community that aren't just 
um, be our client. Right. Uh, so, so in a sense, it's also an easy conversation because it's like, hey, you know, we're, it's, it's not work, like this isn't going to work for us right now. Like, I'm not sure if you're feeling it, but we're feeling that. But come to our events. Yeah. Like read our magazine, like, you know, stay in touch with us that stay way. In our world. Yeah. There's so we, there's so many kind of tentacles to our world that um, it's it, it's a good opportunity to to kind of just keep everybody uh, nearby even if they're not kind of paying clients, you know? Yeah, I, I can think of a great example of it. You know, we, we, of one of our values, which is, you know, working with live events, working with sporting events or television, where there is a singular moment coming up that is super important and everything has to work. Uh, that means that when we structure relationships with our technology partners, uh, they have to be on deck for that moment. That could be, uh, the Tony Awards on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. That could be something happening early Monday morning with a ticketing on sale. That could be the premiere of a TV show. And we can't have vendors who are like, yeah, we don't work Sundays. It's not a judgment on them. Yeah. We just understand. Okay, great. You're not the best fit for this because we need somebody who does. Right. It's, no, it's, it's not a judgment. You're it, free to do that. But it's, it, we, it's that like live event kind of mindset, yeah. which, which really is a value set of mm-hmm. like, you know, leading up yeah. to that moment. Like everybody's on call, you know. Right. Well, um, Jordan, Maria, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. This is a really interesting conversation, hopefully a good supplement to the content we put out uh, at our last event or in our last magazine. Uh, And I know we'll be sharing the magazine as well via PDF uh, at some point soon. So we'll follow up uh, maybe in the notes for this uh, with a link for those of you who'd like to see it. Um, You know, relationships are key to everything we do. If you are in a relationship with us, Thank you. We love you. Uh, if you're not, you know, give us a call. Maybe we could be. Maybe we should be. Or at least stay in our world. But if you're a listener, that's a great relationship as well. Uh, send any feedback that you have to for us here at Inside Situation to podcast at situation.myc. And we will talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks.